0: Welcome to the Fit to Fight Fire podcast, and today we have Jeremy Sanders. Jeremy, thank you for being on the show, man. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to spend some time with Rick George and I. I got Rick George here as my co-host, and uh, we're just happy to have you here, man. We feel, we feel blessed to be able to spend this time together. What I'd like you to do is kind of share with the audience a little bit about yourself, your fire service uh, background, uh, whatever you want to share about your family, and we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, I, first of all, I I can't tell you how much I appreciate this this opportunity. I, anything I get to do with my my good good friend Rick, I'm I'm all in no matter what. But just to be on this platform and to see what you are doing with bringing all of this this faith and and Jesus and and everything into the mainstream that it's it's inspiring to me. And so thank you very much for that. So, uh, Jeremy Sanders, I, we actually live up near Tulsa, Oklahoma, but I work at a, a, a career department just North of Oklahoma city. So got about a hundred miles to, uh, to commute each time that kind of happened basically because, well, right now I've got 20, little over 21 years on. And when I got to, uh, to meet my wife and, and we, Got together and and all that. It just she's from Tulsa, and it just happened to be a better choice to to be there. That's a, that's the first question people always ask. Well, why do you work there? But so twenty one years there. I have been a captain there for I believe about five. So really, really enjoying that role and, and the opportunities that that role has has given me to you know, share my message with the people that I come and you know come encounter with. So, that's been been a really cool journey there that I'm sure we will get into uh as far as family life, we've we've got a blended family, so like a lot of blended families they can get really big really quick. We've got eight kids. <laughs> and uh, so several several of them have moved out, so we don't have them all at home anymore, but
2: thank god. We, oh, holy we, holy. We,
1: well, so we're, we're that's the second part of the story is is our oldest daughter, her husband and our first and only grandson has moved back in with us. So that has been a really really cool thing to be able to you know there there's some days when i just see him for you know 5 10 minutes but getting to to see him so much has has been awesome. It has been truly an amazing blessing. It it sucked cuz you know pretty much our entire summer revolved around like a huge remodel to get all this in place. But now that it's all done, it's it's been it's been really nice. And so really that's that's kind of the basic you know is as little as is I want to start out with. I'm sure we'll get into a lot more from there because there's a lot a lot to uh to dig into but that's that's kind of me.
2: So Jeremy um you know in the fire service is kind of uh... You'll hear people talk about brotherhood and then you'll hear people talk about, you know, otherhood and, and stuff. And easy. He's not a brother. He's the other and all this. And it's, there's a convoluted sense of what brotherhood really is. Um, you open by saying, you know, my friend, my good friend, Rick George and stuff. And I, and the feeling is mutual, but I want people to understand how friendships are developed. Okay. I mean, it may seem basic, right? But there is, there is strength in numbers and, and, and so. And, and what I mean by that is the three of us, um, have a faith driven, have faith driven lives. Now, this is not a common thing that you would sit around a fire table with and, you know, in the day room and discuss, you know, your faith and how God's blessed you and this and that and da 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 da. No, 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 no. I'm there to beat my chest, drag my knuckles and work. Right. So, but, but there's, there is, there has been this, uh, this awakening, this uh, revolution, evolution kind of thing with regards to people not hiding their faith anymore not feeling like they can't suppress it so i i want to talk about uh th- that's one aspect but it was the relationship aspect how did you find the attraction to what was going on when because we met at the north florida fire expo we did a a podcast prior to that so talk about the attraction because i want to i want to back up on that when you're done
1: yeah uh So just a kind of a little bit of context to that, you know, I, I don't know what started the conversation between me and you, but I mean, we, we had a pretty lengthy texting conversation for, you know, several years and, and like you said, did the podcast. And so really started building up as much as you can, a relationship over text with somebody that you've never met before. But I mean, that, that evolved into, I mean, we had, Phone calls back and forth, checking on each other and talking to each other through things and and so that that was a relationship that I truly it, it was important to me. I don't care if I have never met him before in my life. so uh, the time came last I guess February for the North Florida Fire Expo. I was speaking there, and Rick and and the uh, TRT group was doing the DHP program there. And really all in, the only thing in my head was I just, I wanted to make it work out to go meet him, just shake his hand. It, it had no, I had no other, you know, business or or anything else coming out of it. I didn't think there would be anything else coming out of it. So it, it was kind of a, you know, a struggle to make that work because the, the two venues were so far apart, but Nick Pepper, I think is the one that drove me and got, got me up super early, drove me there because I had to speak just a a few hours after I left, but, uh, got the, you know, shook his hand. And, and, you know, of course, Rick is busy running around doing all the stuff, getting ready for the class. And so as he's doing that, I'm just kind of, you know, making my way around the group and, you know, meeting other people in the group. And at first it's just, okay, these, these guys are really nice. They're really, you know, they just met me and they're shaking my hand and smiling. And okay, well, thankfully I had, you know, probably four or five hours that I could hang out with them. And man, I just, I just bounced around to different, you know, different people in that group through that time. And I was just blown away at, at how, how humble they all are, how vulnerable they are willing to be with somebody they just met. how. Just genuine and just, you know, I, I'm not maybe somebody that that wants to judge people, but it's pretty easy to figure out if somebody is truly genuine Mm -hmm. really quick. And, and that is how I felt with everybody there. I, I, I legitimately left that, you know, four or five hour time with pretty much people I had never met before feeling like I had made a lot of friends. And so to, to go even a little bit further back is it's just the when you see these people, you know, they're, they're all, you know, they're all big people. They're very physical people. They're very, you know, the almost, you could say, intimidating some of them. So there's a very strong presence, even the ones that may not be big. They have a strong presence about them. And so that was the most beautiful thing of all was at first to see that strength and then as that time went and and I got to to talk with all of these these guys to add that vulnerability into it and and literally my my lecture a few hours after I left there was was about that you know building not just good characteristics but but really combining characteristics that don't usually match and and strength <laughs> vulnerability is is exactly one of them I talked about. And to sit there and see it in person was amazing. And I was just drawn drawn to these guys. I mean I I couldn't help but be. And you know there were there were several stories that I learned from these people that are probably deeper than a lot of stories I've heard from people I've known for years. But you know, I, I'm sure there was you know they they probably knew that that Rick had a little bit of a, a relationship with me, so maybe that helped them to open up more, or just maybe that's just who they are. But it doesn't matter because that's that's what truly struck me, and you know, thankfully, I am now able to continue that relationship with these guys and and to be a part of that group myself, and it is. It is truly one of the most incredible things that I can just say, man, that is God working. And I don't care what you say, it is absolutely no way that this whole thing plays out. Like 2023, the way the whole thing played out, there's no way it happens like that without his intervention and, and me just being able to to be open to whatever opportunity his path opens up. but. That that's really the that what drew me in for sure.
2: So the the, the follow-up on that is um so what, what the reason that I knew John the reason I knew Jeremy was legit is because the values that he has in his life. And so there are things that support your values. Your values are your choices, the things that you like to surround yourself with. So he's a family man and like any other family, they've got their they've got their difficulties, they've got their struggles. And um the way he approach them, the way he talks about them, <clears throat> all of those things are those qualities that I admire in people, right? Um, I am not a, uh, I am a, I'm a cheap sinner, okay? I mean, that's just the easiest way to put it. So I have to surround myself with righteous men. What I mean by that is men that are trying to do the right thing all the time. And because it it lifts me up. It's like working with guys like, like you two guys with the work ethic, right? Um, at the station, it's like, Hey, it's time to train. Okay. Let's go, you know, and, and, and it's no big deal. And we feed off each other and it, and it's, it's, well, it's the same way within the individual's physical character and his spiritual being. And when those two things meet, it's very, very powerful. And so those guys in the cadre, are legitimately like that. are they are big tough guys and they have been through they've been through it, right? Everybody gets their turn in the barrel, but they have come out the other side. And so and I like that because in our class, people are in the barrel. That's the barrel. And they're gonna go through it. And I need guys that know how to manage that. And John's aware of that. He's he's done the class several times with we've done the class together several times. So and, and I recognize that in you right away. It's like you said, it's, it's, uh, and John, you'd probably agree the, to be able to spot the genuineness in people is, um, it's not difficult. It's not difficult because it stands out.
0: Yeah. Jeremy, I love how you talk about the vulnerability and the strength. And Paul talks about in my weakness, I find right. strength in my weakness. I find strength. And I love that because it took me a long time to understand that as a man early in the fire service trying to prove myself trying to be top dog like very competitive like i would never show weakness i would never show vulnerability i would hide it even though it was there a lot of my motivation was driven by insecurity am i good enough do i have what it takes right everything that a man struggles with those were all the things that were driving me early in my career and now you talk about identifying that weakness and strength in these men and rick you just kind of brought it together. That combination is so powerful. And once you have that, there comes a peace. There's a peace about you that you can't have any other way. It's just submitting to knowing that Jesus Christ is in control of all things. And in your weakness is where he's going to do the greatest work and attract you to other peoples and make it make other people. And it makes you more inviting to others. So talk to me about that vulnerability in your life and areas where You've had to use that to connect with others, but also where that came from. Like what, what happened to you in your journey where you had to submit and say, Hey, I can't do this on my own. I'm a weak man. God, I need you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this is, I mean, this part of my story, you know, I haven't, haven't been that well spoken of. I haven't, I haven't talked about it much and it has nothing to do with me you know not wanting to or or me being in anything really the the biggest thing is is i've got two younger kids that are still you know it's their story too and so there, there's that really 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 delicate balance of of what i'm throwing out there but you know they're at the age now where they they know a lot of everything and and it just things have changed and so uh, i I think that I'm, I'm more than happy to to get into more of that. But really, if if that just to answer that specific question right there, you know, I got married to my first wife in 2000, and the first year, uh, as far as what I remember, I mean that's that's a long time ago. First year was just a normal a normal year. I, I, there's nothing that kind of stands out to me, but very quickly into maybe, maybe even earlier than that, but very quickly into the period after that, uh, things really started to change. Uh, we started making lots and lots of emergency room visits and just obviously something was going on with her and, and come to find out. And a lot of it just had to do with me being naive. I should have seen it right away, but, uh, she was addicted to narcotics and you know that that led to really i guess about 12 years of of being married to somebody that was addicted to narcotics and and yeah that's it's crazy to say that people are like you know why in the world would you i don't know but i do know that i've i got two amazing biological kids out of it and and i got two other kids that ended up being, you know, fostered by us that I wouldn't have if, if I didn't. So that's, that's a whole another side story. But I, in that time, you know, I spent several years, like you're talking about, just wanting to, to act like everything was fine. Just, you know, not saying anything to anybody. I kept it all to myself, all the struggles, all the, the you know, the, just the, torrent of emotions and things inside me. I kept it all inside and I thought that that was fine. I thought that, okay, if I don't say anything, nobody knows, but really the person I was becoming was very obvious. I I was becoming a bitter person. I was becoming angry and, and checked out and just not a good firefighter and just all these other things that were happening and and so it wasn't a big secret like I thought that you know people might not have known what was going on, but there's obviously something happening. And so one day, I I don't I don't even know kind of you know what caused it. If it was just I, I couldn't take it anymore. If it was just the moment was right, whatever. I just kind of spilled everything to to one of the guys that I was probably closest to at that time. And just told them, you know this is what's going on, and this is what I'm trying to deal with and 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 it was a really great moment for several reasons. first of all, it, it got that off of me it, it It involved now somebody else, so I wasn't alone. but one of the coolest things is as he sat there after I was done and started going into things in his life that that were similar and that were struggles that he had never told anybody. And so it was just a a big kind of an eye opening event right there. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that after that moment, it was like, okay, it's now I'm an open book and, and I don't care who knows what I'm just going to share it. But there was definitely a process that, that pretty quickly, that's what I turned into. I didn't, I I had no, had no desire to keep anything inside anymore. Uh, I had no just i i, I couldn't I, I couldn't do everything that i was having to do to keep the ball moving and surviving while keeping it all inside and and keeping everybody out and so from you know from that point or just a little later on that was kind of who i wanted to become i wanted to become somebody that shared their story with people and you know, obviously I was still going through my story and I was still, you know, in the middle of all of this mess when, when I started realizing that, but, but I, I now realize how important it is to not only do it for me, but to do it for the benefit of others. And and now how I look at it is all that stuff and, and the things that I am currently going through and the things that I will go through all the pain and 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 everything that it involves with the bad stuff i would have gone through it for nothing absolutely nothing if i keep that inside if i hold that in and don't try to share it with others it, it's an absolute waste or i can share it with whoever i come in contact with that you know maybe seems like the right time to to do it and i might add some value to their life i might give them some strength that they need. I might give them a resource or two that that they haven't had. So that's really, I know it's a, a kind of a longer version of an answer for that, but that's truly a, a very, it's just one of those things where I can pinpoint exactly the time. And there's not a lot of things in my life that I would say that, you know, this is when that changed or this is when I realized that, but this, this very moment is absolutely one of those.
0: Well, when you say you feel like there's an opportunity to share that when the time is right, that reminds me of like, just you're giving your pain purpose when through your own life and your own struggles and your own adversity, it's like the instruction manual for somebody else that may be going through something similar. And I think from my experience, that's how God works. Like Anytime things show up now that are difficult, I kind of like right away now, and this is where I'm at now, it wasn't always this way. It's like, how is God going to use this? How is God going to use this adversity that is now in my life? Family stuff, work stuff, whatever it is, to help somebody else who's going through something similar. So I think yeah. that's powerful. I'm going to follow up with one more question. So through that process of your of your ex-wife being addicted to narcotics, you know, where was your faith during that 12 years? Were you were you leaning into your faith? Were you kind of moving away from it because now you see this person you love going through this difficult season of life themselves like where was your faith during that season of life
1: so i and and i'm pausing here just because i'm i'm trying to think back a little bit before i answer i i don't think i can honestly say i've ever really had a point in time where my faith was broken or or i was angry at God or, you know, those type of mindsets or whatever you want to call it. I don't feel like I ever had that. I mean, yeah, there was times where maybe it wasn't at the forefront and, and I'm not trying to make it sound like, man, I'm freaking, I'm jacked up high on faith and all that. But I've always felt like it's there and, and I know it's there and I completely believe in no matter what, I'm doing what I'm going through, if it sucks or if it doesn't, I know because I've seen it now, I've seen it too many times. I know that where I am right now is for a reason, but I will definitely say that even though in that 12 year time frame, maybe I didn't have to lean on it, you know, constantly or, or consistently because I mean, during that time, you know, I kicked her out. She came back in. You know, we had two biological kids in that time period. You know, I kicked her out a couple more times. Brought her. It, it, there's so many moving parts of that whole situation, and there were good times in. You know, just not very many. But in that time, and and especially towards the end, where you know, so so just kind of maybe tying a few of these loose ends together. At first, there were times where I was a single parent of, of my son. And then, you know, years later, I, at times I was a single parent of my son and my daughter. And then towards the end, I spent several years as a single parent of four kids. and One of them was completely uh, handicapped and the other one was pretty much a one-year-old. So I was doing that as a firefighter working 24 hours. Obviously, I could not do that by myself. I had help and, and and I don't want to make it sound like that. But but that that was the time towards the end where I already been through 10 plus years of this stuff. And now, you know, almost to the mindset of this has got to stop. But then also having everything that it's involved with with four kids by yourself. That's all I had. I didn't have anything else but faith at that time, and so that was truly kind of the the, the time where I, I was I was done internally. I had nothing left to give. You know, one of the 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 things that we do with our development high performance classes is talk about a, a bad day, and that's literally the story I shared in this last class, at Atlanta was that time period. You know, I would, I would bring the kids to, to daycare early enough in the morning so I could go to to straight to the to fire station and I would drop them off. I'd get back to my car and I would play some type of, some type of Christian music or some type of music that would just draw the emotions out of me. And I would just sit there and cry because I did not want to bring that emotional wreck to work. I, and honestly, I was, I mean, that's not going to fix everything. So I was still, I was still a mess getting to work, but it's almost like I had to do that because at least I had control. Cause there were times where I'm, I'm sure everybody feel that way. It's like, oh my gosh, man, I, if I make one false move with my face, I'm going to lose it. You know, it's just like a, everything I could do to hold it together. But you know, that's, that's the times I was in. And and thankfully you know that that faith and the the responsibility I, I felt to my kids it didn't lead down any darker roads you know like a lot of people that that we're close friends with they they have their own versions of their stories but it leads down to to really dark roads and and i can honestly say that never happened to me thankfully but i I will also honestly say it's probably because I knew who's going to watch these kids if I'm not there. That, that's, that's what held me in there. And so again, to answer your question, that, that was truly like, man, faith kept me going. Faith faith kept me going, kept me going. And now later in, you know, we're, we're years past that now. And, and I've got a, a a new wife and and a, a new family now, and and everything is, it's so nice to be able to just breathe, and even when we're going through stuff, you, you when you have eight kids, you're gonna have somebody causing trouble every day. It's just the way it is, but it's just it's just normal stuff. We're not dealing with all this ridiculousness that that I had to deal with, and it's just so nice, and but I still. You know, I, I'm not a, a big church guy. I, I, we can get into that more here in a little bit, but but that has nothing to do with my relationship with God. Uh, I I truly have a connection and a relationship with Him, and and I seek that out myself. And and one of the biggest things I'm into right now is just purpose our, our purpose of of why we're here. And I I can't be digging into these things and and really you know, coming up with a message for that. If, if he wasn't involved because it, it is his message. And so there, there's another long answer for that.
2: So a lot of people, this is this is great. I, I'm kind of going to go around the long way for this question, right? A lot of people look at King Solomon as like King Solomon's gold mine, right? His gold where he stole, hit all the, one of the wisest Kings ever on the planet. And, um, what a lot of people don't know is that he wrote the majority of Proverbs in the Bible. And um, Proverbs 27, is iron sharpens iron, as one man sharpens another. So as you're going through these trials and these tribulations in your life, who are the men that you leaned on? Because I find it fascinating that, that your faith never waned. Mine did. In a second, when that happened to my daughter, my prayers changed to, I can't wait to meet you so I can punch you in the throat, you know, and it was, it was not, I I immediately go to this overreactive over, and that's my history, right? That's one of, one of, that was the thorn in my side. Paul has his thorn, I have mine, you know, and John talked about, you know, how in my weakness, his faith is made perfect, you know, and so I had to learn that hard way. I I am just blown away that your faith never waned. So, who did who were the people you sought out, or who did you see come into your life that helped you and and supported you through these things? How did how did you how did you feed your soul, bro, through a period like that?
1: Man, uh, that's just trying to to kind of think through different periods. I mean, I, I had my 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 good friend that I opened up to at first, obviously there for a while. And then as I as I mentioned, I, I started being more open about everything going on. And so pretty much it didn't take long before everybody at least knew a little bit about what was going on. And and I think there were some time periods there where it it, it wasn't a person. It was it was a group of people that were taking care of me. There was a group of people taking care of me. To the point where I, I'm pretty sure I didn't even know some of the things they were doing to take care of me. I mean, I, When I moved into the last house that we lived in before moving to Tulsa, uh, I basically, we had to redo the entire inside of the house. All, all new paint on every wall. Well, there was just a line of guys in and out of the house for a couple of days doing that. And I never even asked anybody for this. This that's was something that that was orchestrated. That's one of the most
2: humbling things you can experience, my, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, there there were lots of lots of times during that period that it, it was just people in general. I, I think that there was a big part of of that period too that I was just entranced in learning and reading. You know, I, I was maybe with a, a a crew or so that, that I didn't have a good connection with. And so it almost turned into me just pouring myself into reading books. I, so, so here's something that I will admit, I, I never have ever read a book cover to cover until I think I was like 30 years old, 30 plus years old. And, and this, during this time period and, and I started reading I started reading a bunch and I feel like, yeah, there were still, you know there was still support around me but that was really what was kind of keeping me going you know the 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 books that were were getting me geared towards you know strengthening my my character and and bringing me closer to to a better relationship with god and strengthening that faith that you know like i said i, I don't i can't say that it was ever in the negative the red zone but it it's it's definitely been drained some so that time period it it helped me a lot just by doing that and you know later on you know i i've gotten involved with a a couple different crews with a couple different people that i wasn't really had a relationship before that that have really made a huge impact in my life not only just making it through that time period of, of my personal life, but really transforming me as a a career firefighter and, and turning my career around. And so it's, it's always people and no, it's just like the, the, the happening at Florida that we talked about and, and, and this and everything else that I have had the opportunity to do. And I, there's nothing special about me beyond a thousand or a million other people out there, but I, I just, I'm able to grab opportunities. And you know, if, if it doesn't work out for family and stuff, okay, I can't say yes every time, but thankfully I've been open to a lot of stuff, a lot of opportunities that I am not comfortable with. I to To be honest, even doing this right here, if I, if somebody told me I would be doing that probably five years ago, I'd be like, no way. I hate it. I hate talking in front of people. I hate all of it. But it it is the path that was chosen for me. And and thankfully I I don't have the ego to buck that and to think that I have a better path. And so I've just kind of thankfully followed, you know, hopefully as good as I could the, the path was laid out. But yeah, it's just it's just I'm sure you guys could say the same thing. It's not just one person, it, it's just it's like when you need somebody, something happens. It's just like we're the kids, when when I would come into a situation where like, oh my gosh, I've got to find somebody to watch four kids for twenty four hours straight. It's like, how's that even gonna work? You know who who would ever do that? It it happens, and it and it it all laid out, and it's it's awesome. It's awesome to see it.
0: So when you talked about the books, I, that really, that's something that we talk about a lot is how important our inputs create our outputs. And you were seeking knowledge, you were seeking wisdom in those books. Um, I've experienced something very similar that when I, when I found myself in difficult seasons, it was the Bible, it was books that lined up with the difficulty I was going through. And, and then those books, there were answers, but more importantly, there was perspective that I might not have had if I didn't read that book and I could attach to that thought in those moments of difficulty and be like, well, so-and-so went through this and they endured it. So can I, there's something to be said about we all bleed red and put our pants on the same way, one leg after the other. And when we see other people go through difficulty and adversity and come out the other side, it gives us hope. And in those books is hope. And I love how you did that as opposed to turn into alcohol and turn into drugs you turned to books, your inputs weren't negative, they were positive and it played a, a a huge role in where you're at today. I want to ask you about purpose. you went back to purpose and you talked about how that's where you're at right now in your journey and just you know talk about purpose, what purpose means to you today and how you how you're moving forward with that, what you feel like your mission is with that purpose
1: man I, that's that's one of those things where it's like If you, if you ever trying to think how to word this for, for people that might not have experienced it, I I know you two guys have, have, but it is a truly amazing feeling when you know God is putting something on your heart and and there is no, there is no confusion on what that is. It might take you a little bit to figure it out, but once you realize like, oh, okay, I know what this is, it's, there's no confusing. And, and that is what, that is what a lot of this stuff is for me. And and it's still, it's still fairly early. And so I don't really even know where it's all going to go, but it really, and I've talked to, to Rick about this a while back, it, it honestly just started with a, a statement or, or a sentence or whatever that came to my mind. And, and it, it's all ballooned out of that, but we were perfectly made for an extraordinary purpose. And that is, I don't even know where it came from. It's just something that, that was laid on me. But when I think about that, it's like it, it, that there is not a, a, a more true statement anywhere than that. We were perfectly made. It doesn't matter that you spent 10 years in jail or you made really bad choices here or, you know, you did this or that. You were still made exactly like you were supposed to do for a purpose. You know, I can't say what that purpose is for, for anybody. It's, it's hard enough for me to figure out what my own is, but it's just a, a really, it's a really impactful statement to me because I think about everything that I have been through and every thing that I have been through, how it's just changed me in maybe even the slightest ways. But where I am at today is exactly where I need to be. And and hopefully it's not near where I am going to be, but it is where I need to be because of all that stuff. And, you know, I've been asked before, and I, I think everybody has, you know, if you would go back and change one thing, what would you change? I'm like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. I mean, there's not, there's nothing that I would gamble in my life right now on changing something in the past. Because you never know what what is here today that wouldn't be, and so yeah i've I've done some embarrassing stuff. I have been an idiot a lot of times, I have done this and that and this and that, but I'm here and, and this is where God wants me, and so that's that's kind of where it's it's leading me to but you know, to me and I've got a class that's that kind of built out of it in the in the works and kind of trying to to visualize what that message looks like but obviously everybody has a purpose and and I feel like it's it's truly one of the biggest most important gifts that we can give anybody is is our story and and pursuing our purpose and it to me it almost starts with identity you know your your identity because I don't know what to fight for. I don't know what to stand for. I don't know how to feel this or that. If I don't know who I am, you know, I'm I'm gonna be wishy-washy, and and I'm not gonna be able to to truly speak from a a voice of authenticity and and love if I don't even know who I am. So finding out who we are individually is is gotta be where it starts and. Right after that is is using the abilities and gifts that we've been given. You know, everybody has been given gifts. It, it doesn't matter what you look like or what you lived in or grew up in. You have a very unique set of gifts and abilities that are there for your, you know, it's up to you. Nobody else can use them. You can either waste them or you can use them. And so, you know, that and then. Tying it all together is just that pursuit of purpose. And I don't know if you guys have heard it. One of the the most kind of impactful quotes I've ever heard, and, and I, I'll tie it right into this, is from Arthur Ashe. And he says, start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. And to me, there's not a person on earth that doesn't apply to that. It it doesn't require any special equipment, any any status in life, any regional location, nothing. You you start where you're at, no matter where that is. If it's on the bottom, you start at the bottom. You, you use what you have, and that might be just your will to freaking live. Whatever it is, you use it and then do what you can. It, it's just about doing the work. Rick said it at first, and this is something else that I kind of, you know, that's the formula. The formula is very simple, but the process is very difficult. And that's where a lot of people fall off. And that's where a lot of, you know, life's purpose for, for individuals never gets seen because they aren't willing to do the process, put the work into the process. And so that's, that's kind of where it's going. You know, I, I think that if I can if I can at least talk a few people into sharing their story that have never shared it before, that right there is huge, but you know, as many people as, as I can to, to really impress upon that, that's kind of the goal is just to, to use what you have to, to make the world better. So you, and a lot,
2: a lot of people in, right. in the first, well, first of all, you and John have something in common. It, it happened to me too, but it was kind of secondary. Um, you, you guys went into the books and, and somehow knew you, you were searching for this answer that lied within you. I'm looking for an answer outside of me because this is the way I've always lived my life. Everything, my outside was who I was. I had it backwards. I didn't realize that it was, it was the building of the inside reflects the exterior. And so here I am trying to fix things. On the inside by doing stuff on the outside. You guys understood that in books later on, uh, after my introduction to Grossman I was introduced reintroduced to the Bible, and I could not put it down. I would spend hours a day reading for weeks. It was it was like a spiritual adventure. It was like it was like binging on a Netflix series, right during COVID, right because you ain't got nowhere else to go, right? And and so, um, you guys, um, you you you. You had, I, and I, and I didn't, so I, I, look at this podcast and like your podcast, Jeremy, as well, um, as it, it's a book and men get to hear this message and realize you're not doing it wrong. Those things are the things that, 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 that's your refinement process. So on, on the, on our shirts and the cadre, it's, it's, um, God doesn't qualify, doesn't call it qualified he qualifies the called. And that is part of your calling. Your calling is, is you're going through this refinement, but in our heads, we're like, ah, oh, screwed up again. When is this going to end? You know, blah, 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 blah. And it's that process, but it's the people that are put in your life. So if, if men like yourselves don't open their mouths and share that with other people at the risk of being ridiculed, one of our brothers is going through that right now. He was on this podcast and he's being he's being yeah. reprimanded through work as a result of being on a podcast. Sharing bearing his soul, you know? Which to me now actually it pisses me off, but I understand the ignorance around it because it's the exterior is more important, right? It's 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 uh what did they say? Yeah. What do they say is uh I'll come back to that because it's it's you know, essentially it's look like a professional and people will believe it. Well, if you believe you're a professional and internally you realize why it is that you're doing what you're doing, right? Because it's it's servant leadership and it means sacrifice, right? John talks about the gift of sacrifice. We talk about the gift of suffering. All of these things are important because it adds to the quality of man that you are. Have you had people come to you? Because I know they've come to John and they come to me. Have you had people come to you as a result of what you've been through, and because of your transparency and willingness to take a risk and and being vulnerable, do they come to you one on one and or call or whatever and like, hey man, I'm jammed up. This is what's going on. Does that does that happen in your life, bro?
1: Yeah, and, and man, I, that's you know we talked about the uh, the crew coming and helping paint. The house and how humbling of an experience that is, which it was, it, it, it has nothing even close to compared to when somebody reaches out to you like that and, and tells you, Hey, you know, thank you for saying this, or thank you for talking about this, or thank you for being honest about this or that, because, you know, I, I'm so-and-so going through this, man. You know, I, I'm in no way a a, a big fish in this whole thing, but it it is truly amazing how that happens. And and, I can't remember who I was talking to, but we were were talking the other day about, you know, it's the whole, well, the people that need to hear this aren't here to to hear it. Well, I I don't believe that anymore. And I don't say that anymore because I I believe that God's going to have the people hearing it that that need to hear it and and maybe that that'll be 2 years down the road I don't know but if people are seeking out what they need to hear they're they're going to find it and maybe it's just some goofball you know being vulnerable on a podcast uh, about messing up a, a hose lay or or whatever but that that is probably I will say my favorite thing about all of this you know being being a host of a podcast, uh, being somebody that does social media, whatever, whatever you want to call it, that's my favorite thing. And it's not because, hey, people are, are giving me props or whatever, but it's it's truly people that needed to hear something. And, and thankfully, God put it on me to say it. And those have been really, really cool times. And so, yeah, absolutely. that, And I I think the the biggest thing that I would say now, you know, after answering that, is I know I feel it a lot, and when I when I hear things, it's like, man, that was really impactful, or or oh, I needed to hear that. Well, I'm telling you right now, as somebody that has has been on the other side of it, man, reach out to those people and let them know how it made you feel, because that that's what kind of keeps me going on. Because there have been times where it's like I just don't. I struggle. I've I've been really honest about uh, my struggle with imposter syndrome, and man, I, I go back and forth my with myself all the time with it. But it's it's little things like that, people reaching out, that keep me going because you know I, I don't try to pretend like I'm anything other than what I am. You know what? Mostly, what I put out is is stuff that's on my heart. It's it's not things that I'm knowledgeable about or tactics or anything. It's just it's just soft stuff. And so to to be able to do that consistently it it does help a lot when you feel like there is some good coming out of it. And so yeah, that's that's been a a really, really big moment and you know when that happens, it's really big. I love the
0: We talk about, you know, am I afraid that if I'm authentic, if I'm vulnerable, people are going to laugh at me or they're not going to think as much of me as they do now. And then the reality of it is we talked about this when we first got on before we started recording was we're all broken. Like every single one of us is broken. Every single one of us right now listening to this podcast, all three of us on this podcast is going through something in our lives that we would rather not have to go through. But since we're going through it, the three of us know there's purpose in it. And we just got to figure out what that is. And if you're listening to this, I want you to listen at a deeper level than just listening to what we're saying, the words like, what you're hearing here is three broken men. We're we're still broken. We're still on that journey. We're still on that path of trying to become the best version of ourselves. So that We can honor God so that we could draw other people closer to him. And we don't have this all figured out. The other thing I like that you said was you struggle with imposter syndrome. Anybody who's trying to become the best version of themselves is going to struggle with that. That is part of the deal, man. If you are on that path of trying to figure out how do I get better? How do I become a better husband, a better father, a better friend? You're always going to be reassessing yourself at the end of the day and seeing where you came up short. Yeah, the, the fireman calls it the t yeah, Let me tell you,
2: fireman. You know, the, they like the cool <laughs> saying.
0: Right. Yeah, we're all we're all going to feel that at some level, but just keep doing what you know to be right. And knowing that you're just you're you're doing it for the right reasons, you're not always going to get it right. That's just not going to happen. I screw up every single day. I know Jeremy does, Rick does, we all do. So just keep doing what you know to be right and be consistent over time, and you're going to get there. We all we all we're all going to get there. And it, it, when I say get there, there's no finish line to this. Oh yeah. Right like there's, there's, there's just more work to do. There's you no know, finish when line. When you realize, there's just more wait, work to on, do. Hold on. Cause
2: that's really important. I want right? to talk a little and bit. Guys to... Cause a lot of guys think there's like a finish line or something. <laughs> and there's not, this is what it looks like. This is it. This is it, bro. It's like, Oh God, yeah. again, yes. Again, again. And eventually you'll learn how to manage and, 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 and handle it, you know, but it, yeah. it is, and I, I will water, say. Bro. It's it's like saying you're you're going to put this fire out. And there's never going to be another one. No, there's not. Yeah. And you're going to screw something up there too. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you fire off ninety nine of them yeah. and the hundredth one. You know, whatever. It's always work, bro.
1: And uh, before you move on, I, I will say that you know we, we touched on purpose. I, I think all of this what we're talking about right now is is a part of my purpose because I feel like. You you just don't see a lot of this on social media or hear a lot of this on on social media or, or podcasts. Just the the genuine struggle of life, and not that I want to everything I put out have a, have a negative connotation. I want to hopefully end on a good note, but that's that's part of why I do what I'm doing is because I want to show everybody that man I I messed this up you're not going to see very many videos, people posting, you know, people messing things up, but I, I have. And, and a lot of my, my episodes are, are about things that I've struggled through or, or whatever. I want, I want that to be out there because, it, you know, I, I just don't think there's enough of it. And And what you're doing right now is, it's just, we need more of this stuff. We need more, real conversation. You know, I, I, I'm all about learning from these, these people that are just so knowledgeable about fire service stuff. And, and they, they know they got there you know, the same way, Jeremy, the, the whatever they got there the, the same and way by and, screwing And, up. and that's yeah, great. Man. But, and that's the story. That's the story I want to hear. I want to hear that. Uh, I I can, I can learn all that stuff as well. But, but when we have conversations, And when I'm listening to somebody interview or whatever, that's the, that's what I want to hear. I'll read about everything they know about when, you know, when the time's right, this is what I want to hear. And so that's really been a focus of me is, and I, I, I've, I've done, I've done it all. You know, I've, I've had people that are just, you know, we, we talk about other things, but I've really noticed that I just don't enjoy that as much. It has nothing to do with who I am talking with. It's it's the conversation. Uh, I enjoy hearing people's stories. I enjoy giving them a platform to share their their journey and their strength and and their victories and, and all of that. That's what I truly enjoy now. And so, uh, I just wanted to, to kind of add that in on the back of that is, man, you don't see a lot of it, but yeah, it's it's okay to not only share your your mistakes and your struggles, but to really just, just be open with it. Who cares? I mean, it doesn't matter. It just shows that you're trying to improve.
0: You talked about how you don't see a lot of what we're doing today on social media because social media, it has turned into the the highlight reel. People are only going to share their wins. You're not going to have somebody get on there and be like, my kids aren't listening. My, my oldest ran away. I haven't, talk to my yeah. my folks in five years and hope everybody has a great day. Like nobody's, nobody's going to say that stuff. It's the highlight reel and people begin to believe that's how it has to be. So it kind of shuts them down from wanting to open up themselves because that's all they see is everybody else has got it together but me. Yep. And that's just not the case. So this is an important conversation we're having. I want to move, I want to shift into the class that you guys teach that's together. Uh, I'm sorry, and let me. More just importantly, you. I want that's to talk about to how that's impacted that you speak as to, an instructor. That we like do together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that, brother. I, I I can't tell you how important that is to me and to get back to being around the good men and women of uh, of that class. So I'm looking forward to that. But as an instructor and you know, you've done several of the classes. What what has that? How how has that added value to your life, and how has that refined you as a man? Talk talk to us about that.
1: Oh, uh, just the. I, I think the biggest thing that I pull out of it is just the the process, seeing seeing it work. You know, you're and everything is intentional. I mean, it it might not run like a, a freaking top every time, but everything is intentional, time wise, and and just the the way everything is laid out, but seeing the groundwork laid at first and and seeing you know each technique and each kind of way to to improve on yourself be given to the students, and then seeing them start to put it in play and put it in play and put it in play, and then we're you know we're deep into the the p m hours and early a m hours, and they're still just soaking this stuff up, and they're still just pushing themselves beyond I'm sure what any of them thought they would be able to do. But it's because of, of all this work that that is being put into really giving them those tools to, to make it happen. And, and you know, there's, there's that piece and that is, that is huge. Just, just kind of learning how important developing relationships are with the people, that that you're instructing I, I think is huge even if it's just a couple hours just just being able to to give them a person up there to listen to instead of just a you know a, a box stand up that could be played on a, a cassette tape just truly having a, some engagement back and forth I think has been really cool to see but honestly just what I gain from being around all of these guys, just the 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 strength that I gain from not only the students seeing them push and 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 continue to make it through the entire program, but to to be around these guys that man, they love it. They freaking absolutely love it. I mean, we've got a few that get seriously emotional when it's time to go home, and I don't blame them. I mean, I. I feel the same way. We haven't done anything since since May together and I I'm like I want to do something. So it's it's definitely just that that community and that the the strength that I gain through them has been really really something that's that's impacted me a lot.
0: Well, when you think about, I like how you say it gives you strength. When you see the human spirit, the human spirit inside people, and you see that, I know you guys bring them to the edge. You bring them to the breaking point, to the point of complete exhaustion. And to see them work through that with your coaching and your mentoring, because you're, you're very good at picking up on human behavior. That's what makes you guys such great instructors, is you're able to read the students like a book. And you're able to plug in the appropriate instruction, the appropriate technique in the moment, and then to see the human spirit rise to the occasion, not because they want to, but because they're doing the work to do that, is gonna gain you're gonna gain strength. That's what we we love to be inspired. Human beings love that. We love that. So I'm excited to get back to to learning from you guys and working with you guys. I'm looking forward to that opportunity. At the firemanship one conference. More, one more
1: thing I'd like to say about it, I just kind of thought about that, that is really, really another impactful thing is I, I believe a lot of people go into this thinking that the physical part is going to be the hardest part. And, and it's hard. Absolutely. It's hard. But I promise you that mental part is way, way harder because it, it's a lot easier for us just to muscle through something that, that is physically hard but to truly push our way through it mentally it's a whole whole different animal and so just to see that happen i think that is probably one of the the biggest things is to to really see people almost like a light bulb like oh crap it's it's going to be physically hard but there's a lot going on here that that i'm going to have to i mean there there's people that are there's things coming out of people that that they are not prepared to deal with that that they never intended on coming out you know things that haven't been dealt with and but that's just part of the class that's that's the things that are holding these people back and now that they're having now that they get tools to deal with these things it it's all coming out but that's a great that's a great thing because now they're able to to deal with them especially in that environment that you've got so many people there willing to have that work um, right there. That's, that's really, really good. What
2: what, And it's what we were working towards John, before you went through several seasons of what you went through in your old department to get to where you're at today. Right. Um, and to reestablish with the podcast and all of the things it's um, so we hit this shift in our lives at some point. Because other men have shown us how to do it, and when we hit that roadblock, it's like, okay, where where are we going? What what how? What do you want me to do now? You know, and and when I say what do you want me to do, I mean, you know, Jesus, I'm like, what what do you want me to do now? Where where am I going? I mean, am I not given enough? Really, like more? And and it always turns into something that that that's greater. Than just the sum of whatever that you've been through. Um, and, and it, it always, and it, it's hard for me to capture it into words. Um, because as you go through, through these, these difficult times and, and you come out the other side, now you get to see other men that are going through the same thing and you recognize it and you know where they're at. So you know what you can say and how to inspire them the way that you put it, John. Um, and that inspiration is that we, we show them some techniques to come out the other side. Um, and, and, and they love it. The missing piece is what we're discussing today, which is our faith. It's your spiritual aspect. How do you feed your soul? Cause we, we do, it's all about, you know, the, the, the physical, the mental and the emotional, right. And, and how we can change that, um, We do open with prayer and close with that, but it, we don't, it's not the greatest platform for the spiritual side to come out, right? That is another battle that is very personal. And so guys talk about it. I tell them, I go, you're, you're struggling. Well, I don't, I don't believe, you know, my brother, I don't believe in Jesus Christ. I have my own idea of what God is. My God is very loving, very kind. He wants everybody to be successful. You know, and, and he d- describes all these things very similar to that. <clears throat> and I laugh and he says, you think that's funny? And I said, no, I think it's ironic. You just described Jesus Christ, <laughs> you know, and you, and you don't because the human element ruins that, right? Because we're all human beings. We, we just talked about how we're fallible as firemen. Well, same with religion. We talked about that before, John. You put something out there that was very, very powerful, you know, and and I would like for you to repeat that. What
0: was that that you were talking about? Yeah, so I'll read it right now. I, I didn't come up with this, but it's uh, it's powerful. And it's if you're listening to this podcast and you've had a roadblock in your faith, you've never had faith, you've been to church and the church just didn't meet your expectations... It goes goes like this. It says, many people reject Jesus because of bad experiences with religious people. But here's the thing. Jesus had bad experiences with religious people too. In fact, they killed him. They murdered him. People will let you down. Jesus won't. And I think that's where that roadblock comes in is we're trying to find Jesus through people. And people are imperfect. The three of us are imperfect. And that's the, that's the challenge is you're looking to people to see Jesus and find Jesus and have a relationship with Jesus. We're They're, they're the same people looking to Jesus. And so I guess what I'm trying to say here is look to Jesus, not the people get into the Bible, read scripture, seek that relationship with him. And over time, he will reveal things to you. He will open your eyes and you will be amazed at how your life has laid out to put you exactly where you are today for a specific purpose, just, just like Jeremy uh, talked so about earlier. So Jeremy went dark. Yeah, thank on you on for my screen. letting me repeat that,
2: Rick, kind of, yeah. uh, Okay, so uh, I um, so Jeremy, um, yeah, he's here. We're good. We're if good. If you had words of advice for people that are struggling, that are going through things, right? Because it's we've been talking about our struggles and giving examples of how we came through them. What, what, what could you tell somebody that's, that's struggling that, um, that maybe doesn't believe, right. But they're firemen, they're listening to this and they want to learn some fire, some cool firefighting shit, you know? Um, well, the, you know, the, the the real warriors throughout history of this rock, this planet that we live on have lived a life like this, like what we're discussing. This was a very, very integral part of becoming a warrior. Um the way that they they treated their families, the way they treated each other. Um, And it was even true through the Roman Empire, even though it may not have been so through the the kings, but through the generals, the people that were in the trenches. There was that bond. These men discussed that. They surrounded themselves with men like this. Um, If you could give that advice to others that are seeking that or have had bad outcomes because of bad actors, right? Right. what 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 could you tell them what would you what some words of wisdom some things that you know you've been through
1: man i it's for me it's it's all who you surround yourself with and you know if i'm I'm, just anybody, to make sure I'm clear, anybody, you're you're kind of talking about people that have maybe that's like, yeah, gone I don't I don't I don't have an imaginary friend that's that, the way they
2: they quote as yeah. Jesus, right? And and uh yeah, I don't pray to ghosts, you know. Uh, I don't believe. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. my response is good, because I didn't either yeah. but that path to coming to believe is what allows me to speak with integrity and conviction yeah. on this topic. So, yeah. you know, that kind of thing, the vulnerability thing, the 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 being yeah. authentic, you know, authenticity is yeah. not so, easy, bro. It's not easy because you got to get to know who you are. So uh, what's that process look like?
0: Yeah. I,
1: yeah, absolutely. I, it's, it's a little bit of a struggle for me to kind of put myself in that place. I mean, I, I grew up in the church as far as family and always at church, no matter what wednesdays and sundays and and that that literally was from birth to pretty much when i left home but the thing is i i just i didn't leave with much i didn't leave with that much knowledge i didn't leave with i mean i can't remember where i admitted this but admitted a, a few weeks ago that i didn't even know that the first four books of the new Testament were basically telling the same story. I thought they were all different until, you know, this time period where I was doing all that reading. And I don't, I don't understand that. You know, I, I went to a church that we didn't do the Sunday school thing. And, and so I'm sure there's a lot of that to do with it. But uh, what I'm saying is I didn't leave with everything I have today. I, I, was in church my whole life, but I, I was not a, just a solid Christian, that that point, and so that's something that I just have have kind of worked through, and and it truly is is a part of that journey. You know, something you say, Rick is, and I think you even said it on this podcast when you were on it, but the journey is the story, and you know, our journeys. Whether you believe in God or you don't, or you believe in this or that, your journey is going to bring you to God, and, and you know you you have the option of ignoring that and and overlooking it and fighting through it and and all that and that that's fine. A lot of people do, but you're going to come in contact with with God. I'm not talking physically, but with His work, absolutely. And so, for me, it's like, like you say, Ricky, if it's not, it's not my choice if somebody believes or not, but really the only thing I will say is, okay, you don't believe, well, at least surround yourself with good people, surround yourself with solid people that like you talked about are are authentic, that are vulnerable, that are good, solid human beings. And, you know, whatever comes out of that, is gonna be good. So to
2: condense no, that. There, there's no bad thing that's gonna come open-minded. out of
1: that. You've got to surround you don't yourself know to it those all. good people.
2: You don't know it all. None of us do. So stay open minded and maybe be willing yeah, to absolutely. admit that, you know
1: what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep your keep your eyes open for sure, because they're God is all around us and and there are opportunities around us all the time. And that's, that's something else that I had to, to really realize because for us, for, for humans, okay, it's easy to think about opportunities as a one way thing. You know, okay, what can I gain as an opportunity or what, what opportunities are out there? Well, those opportunities go both ways. We, we also need to be thinking about what opportunities we can give others. And, you know, another trap we fall into is, is always looking for the big win, the, you know, the, the aha moment or the, the big bow around something really awesome. Well, sometimes it's just about helping somebody push a cart up a hill, you know, an older person to, to help them there. That that's huge. That, that is something that is very, very big gift that we can give somebody. And it's, it's nothing really, it's really nothing. And there's a that there's a synergy. I love that to it. because it's it's, a to I love that I've, I've never that, felt bad doing something nice the for somebody, way, as
2: Mark Bill. likes to say. What's <laughs> in the way becomes <laughs> the way, you know. Yeah, like, and so that becomes the way you start doing that. Go ahead, Billy. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And so, so just to be uh, be completely honest, that that example it, it mm. comes out and why I speak so passionately about the pushing uphill thing. Is because I was the, on the other end of that i I chose to sit and walk past a lady pushing somebody in a wheelchair up a you know a, a reclined walkway in a hospital and you know didn't didn't offer to help, didn't do anything and ten feet after I passed her, I started feeling awful and and rightfully so it was ridiculous for me not to at least offer help there. And so that that was a moment that I'm not proud of, but at the same time, it it did open to my eyes as unto these little things that all of us we were, we're buried in you know, either our now? phone or just the ground or whatever. We're we're, we're heads down, yeah. barreling to the, our next destination, and we're missing so things you- over and over so, again. So how long so ago?
2: Just to point out. Uh, to to his everybody year, that
1: probably, here's a
2: guy that's you know well January, known in his
1: life yep.
2: seems to manage things relatively well has had a lot of adversity in his life makes a mistake recognize it keeps going and the, the the power of missing that opportunity has stayed with you to the point that it's made you more aware of when these opportunities present themselves when the doors open walk through them so don't think that because you missed a chance one time, it's not coming yep. back again. It is. And if that means instead of yep. hazing the rookie, teaching the rookie, um, then then that's what it yep. is. You know, instead of making fun of somebody, you know, for not knowing which way to hold the damn halligan when they're forcing a door, right. Or you're giving the rookie, yep. you know, the, the kid that's been a, Hey, let's see, let's show you how stupid these new techie kids are. And you give them the K-12 and tell them to go push start it in the parking lot, you know, and he's out there for 20 minutes trying to push start this thing. Yeah, that shit's fun. But then you need to go out there and you need to let them know that, yeah, being part of the butt end of jokes is, it comes with the territory, but I'm going to show you something. Okay. And, and I'm going to show you and, and you show it out of a desire for this person to be better, you know, that's called love, you know?
1: and i think I think this also goes back to your question about you know what do you say to people that are are struggling or, or you know don't believe or whatever. I feel like this is we can't affect people's choices. We can't make them believe. But I promise you if if you're a Christian and you're doing all these little things every chance you get, sooner or later, it's going to make an impact on somebody's life and and even the littlest things. You, you never know what that seed is going to turn into. You know, it, it's not our job to, to make whatever plant action, that, that God outcome. has in their life out of the seed, but it's our job to plant. Them. We, we have to plant them. That mm-hmm. is our responsibility. And, and that's what he gives us. It's, he gives us opportunities to plant these seeds and, and maybe as little as, as it is just helping somebody open a door. You never know what that might turn into. And so that's that's why I kind of lead, tie that back.
0: Well, brother, I appreciate you t- taking time today. We're going on an hour, so I want to respect everybody on the podcast time, the listeners' time. I know my attention span. Sometimes, if I get past sixty, <laughs> 60 minutes, we start to we start to drift off. But I think this uh, we'll get you back on, man. I think there's more to talk about. Um, we'll oh get yeah. you back on and we'll do another episode with the three of us. If people want to reach out to you, if they want to, you have your own podcast. I'd like you to hold talk on, a little Jeremy, bit about that. Nev- hold on, Jeremy. Hold on. What's the best way for them never miss to an connect opportunity with you,
2: you? Try to put somebody on if the spot. They want, if they what want to, to, to reach out to you,
0: John yeah, absolutely. No.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I got it. I got it this time. You ready? First culture.
1: Nope. <laughs> see, see, I thought I had it going so good. I thought everything was you know easy to remember, but apparently it's not. So it is a uh, crew. First culture is basically right. everything I have. It's a uh, email is crew. First car culture at com, And that's with a one ST. That is the one hiccup that I have to like spell out for everybody but uh crew first culture podcast is is the podcast i have and like i've kind of touched on here and there man it's it's just about real conversation and and just you know hopefully adding value to people's lives and 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 this and that but uh website is crewfirstculture.com and pretty much everything what these these guys are really <laughs> Well, well, I, I, I Rick is loving so, the way Rick, that he brings us First that you not know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't
0: I, I now. It. Now I it's
1: undeniable. It's, yes, it, it's <laughs> it's imprinted. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> we always want to say first for some reason. You want to put the first because it's just the numbers. It's number there. one. Yeah. To, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, brothers, thank you so much for
1: uh, blessing
0: you. blessing us with your time today. I'm looking forward to sharing this with our community. And uh, I hope you all have a blessed day. You too. Thank you, guys.